It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Nathan Johnson. Well, good morning. Welcome to this Daily Thunder. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to Matthew chapter 18. It's just been an interesting, just kind of a thought upon my mind. I've just been pondering the last several days. It's this idea of, when, when you come to Matthew chapter 18, it's interesting. The disciples have been arguing over who is the greatest. In fact, Mark tells us they've been coming into Capernaum and along the way, they've been arguing back and forth about, hey, which one is the greatest? And of course, they're going back and forth. And, you know, no doubt, you know, Peter, James, and John are like, well, hey, we're, we're part of the inner three. So we're probably the most important and I, I can imagine Thomas speaking up and saying, well, I doubt that, you know, and, and going back and forth about this idea of, okay, who of the disciples is the most important? You know, Judas raised his hand and says, well, I'm the treasurer. I hold the money. So I'm trusted. So, hey, maybe I'm the most important. And of course, they're going back and forth. Now, Jesus records in Matthew chapter 18 that <clears throat> here, they, here they are. They've been arguing over who is the greatest. Isn't it interesting that the moment we turn our focus upon ourselves, we've actually lost focus. And I even love this idea that it seems like they're arguing the theology of, well, who is the most important? See, in the, in the new kingdom that Jesus is establishing, Jesus, who is going to be the most important? And here they are debating the theology of the kingdom. And Jesus, I, I love this. It's like he removes that focus entirely. He says, hey, don't pay attention to all of that stuff. Here, I'll tell you what you were supposed to pay attention to. And it says in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 2, it says, Jesus called a little child to him and he set him in their midst. And he, Jesus said this, truly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child in my name receives me. Jesus says, hey, could you get your mind off of this self-focused thing? Hey, hey, could you turn your gaze from yourselves? Let me tell you who is the greatest in the kingdom. So it's almost like Jesus is shutting down the theological discussion. And he says, hey, let me tell you the focus. Now, theological discussions are not bad. Hey, I love theology. However, do you realize that theology does not save us? Jesus saves us. And I love what Jesus says. He turns the whole gaze of the disciples and he says, let me give you the focus that you are to have. He says, hey, you are to become like a little child. Now, he's not saying you need to become childish. Right? We have a lot of that in the church already. It's not you need to become childish. He's saying you need to become like a little child. Isn't it interesting that a little child, I love this. A little child is helpless. And we're not talking, uh, in fact, a lot of scholars have said that the little child that he's referring to is probably more like a little toddler, right? A little, here's, here's a little, you know, one, two-year-old. And you recognize that a little toddler is helpless. He can't feed himself, typically, right? They, they can't bathe themselves, right? They can't change themselves. They are helpless. They are dependent upon a parent. And Jesus says, hey, you want to know who the greatest in the kingdom is? It's someone who lives like that. Not someone who is childish, but someone who is dependent. See, a little child is trusting. See, a little child looks at the parent and just says, oh, 
mom, dad, I, I need this. I need clothing. I need food. I need to be changed. I, I, I need, I need, to be, I need a bath. Right now, it's not that they verbalize that all the time, but but hey, I, I I need something, and they literally trust in the provision of the parent. The child knows that a good, loving parent is going to supply all that they need. And Jesus says, "Do you realize that as a believer, you are to be like a little child? That you are to trust in the provision of your God? That that you are to trust that He is going to supply you?" With all that you need. In fact, of course, I, I quote this all the time. But Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter says, Hey, everything that we need for life and for godliness has been supplied in Christ Jesus. That he is all that we need for life and for godliness. And so will we as little children humbly come to God and say, God, look, I, I, I don't have it within myself. Look, I, I cannot live out the life that you are calling me to live. Hey, look, the standard that you have created is truly impossible. And, and I, in and of myself, the best that I can produce is but a filthy rag. So God, I am going to need your righteousness. I'm going to need you to somehow clothe me with your robe of righteousness. God, I'm going to need you to supply my godliness. God, I need you to change my thinking. And yes, I will humble myself. And yes, I will surrender myself. And yes, I will consecrate myself to you. But God, ultimately, I, in and of myself, cannot live out the Christian life. I need you. So as a little child, I am coming to you and I'm saying, God, I need something from you. See, wouldn't it be interesting if we as Christians lived like that? That we weren't selfish. We weren't self-dependent. We weren't self-focused. We weren't arguing around with one another saying, Hey, who's the greatest among us? See, that is, that's, that's things for the world. Jesus says, let me give you the proper focus. A proper focus is, is one of surrender. It's one of dependency. It's one of abiding. See, when you turn to John chapter 15 and Jesus says, hey, you are the branch and you are to abide in the vine. Do you realize that a branch in order to abide in the vine has to be dependent, surrendered, resting in the life of the vine? And when a branch is dependent, clinging to, the word abide, by the way, the, the Greek word minnow has this idea of to sink down into, to rest, to remain, to cling. Uh, my favorite definition is to refuse to depart. I love that. Though what, what is a branch doing with the vine? It is refusing to depart. It is grabbing a hold of that vine and it is not letting go. It's remaining in the vine. Why? Because it recognizes that the life source of the vine is its only option to have life in the branch. See, a branch in and of itself cannot have life. See, a branch in and of itself cannot produce fruit. A branch in and of itself has nothing. In fact, Jesus says in John 15 that the only thing useful for a branch in and of itself, if it's not connected to the vine, is to be thrown into the heap and burnt. <laughs> that's, that's not good. So where is the value of the branch found? It's actually, this is so cool. It is not in the branch, it's in the vine. And it's the life of the vine that comes into the branch that gives life to the branch and produces the fruit. And if you said, well, hey, what is the job description of a branch? Some of you may say, well, it's, it's to produce fruit. <laughs> no, no, it's not. 
The job description of the branch is to abide. And when a branch is abiding in the vine, it will produce fruit. Guaranteed. When a branch is connected to the life of a vine, the sap, the life of the vine flows out into the branches and it will produce fruit. So what is a branch supposed to do? Cling, remain, refuse to depart. But in order to do so, it must humble itself and recognizes that there is no good thing within the branch, that the branch cannot bear fruit in and of itself, that the branch must be surrendered and dependent, abiding in the vine. And Jesus says the same thing here in a different illustration. He says, hey, you are to be like a little child and you are to literally humble yourself, surrender yourself and be dependent upon the father. That, that you are to rest, that you are to surrender, that, that you are to cling to the provision of your God. And when you do, you actually, Jesus says, you become the greatest in the kingdom. Why? Because you're not living for yourself. You're not inwardly focused on yourself. You're focused on him. And when you're focused on him, he can now begin to do something in and through you. Now, please understand, we're not talking about you being passive. We're not saying you just sit on the couch, eat bonbons until Jesus forces you to do something. <laughs> That's not Christianity. See, Christianity is, is you and Jesus coming together to live out the Christian life, but you are dependent upon him. You are resting in him. He is supplying the life through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He is supplying the resource, but yeah, you are fully involved. And yes, you are to work out your own salvation. And yes, you are to obey. And yes, you are to throw yourself upon him. But this is about his life and his resource. And will you become like a little child and just depend. Hey, would you be like a little child and trust? Hey, would you be like a little child and recognize that in Jesus is all things that you need for life and for godliness? So don't turn within yourself. Don't look at your own resource. Look to Christ and embrace the reality of who he is because in him is all things that we need. Oh, if we could just grab a hold of this concept. Truly, Jesus says, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like a little child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such little child in my name receives me. Can we not make our name big? Could, could we not be self-seeking? Hey, could we surrender ourselves and say, Jesus I'm willing for my name not to be known. I'm willing I'm willing for you not to even put me in the front of the line. I'm willing for you not to put me on a stage. Lord, I just want you to be glorified in my life. So Lord, I surrender. I want to depend. I want to cling to you. God, I just I recognize that I don't have it within me, but you have it. And that the reason I can live the Christian life, the reason I can live this impossible standard that you have given me is because you're within me. And the one who is within me is going to produce the standard of what he's calling me to. Can I encourage you to that kind of Christianity? The one that Jesus talks about in scripture. Oh, I want that for you. Well, I hope that just encourages you afresh today and reminds you, hey, don't turn within yourself. Turn to Christ. Hey, don't cling to yourself. Cling to Christ. Hey, don't look at your own resource. Look to Christ. And could we in humility and surrender and dependency and abiding embrace Jesus, who is the vine. Oh, I love that. Well, know that I'm cheering you on. God bless you today. I really hope that you use this day to press ever more into Jesus Christ.
Well, have a great day. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.